1: Foss Corporation, LLC. I
0: was a child of the 60s, and of course we talked about the paranormal. That's when it became kind of almost household conversation. But there wasn't a, a disbelief or a fear like some people have. 1970, I had a boyfriend who was a wonderful musician, uh, and he had a band, and we were um, offered the opportunity to play with the Allman Brothers at a concert in South Carolina, a little western town called Love Valley, about four hours outside of North Carolina, and um, it was his dream, the mayor's dream, and the fellow who built this, to put on a rock concert. So Woodstock had just happened in 1969, and here we are the next summer um, in uh, at, at the very next big uh, rock concert in the South. When we left the little town of Love Valley, and they drove us out into the country where the farm was, where we were going to stay, I can remember it became instantly very rural. And we were on this uh, little road that went into a very pretty dense, as I'm recalling, uh, woods wood area as this road kind of curved around and got in front of this house it was a big old victorian farmhouse like right out of the movies and you know the south in, in the summer it's, it's humid and and the, all the sounds of the forest i remember before we went to bed that night in the kitchen it was almost like it, the whole thing was going back in time and I actually collected antiques. And so I was really fascinated by the Hoosier cupboard that was there. The top part is usually glass door cupboards. And so it was a workspace and it was a flower bin and then it had whatever you needed in these top cupboards. Well, the top cupboard doors had no glass in them. Whatever happened, they had never replaced it. That night after we went to bed, I happened to be a very light sleeper. So in the middle of the night, I woke up and I heard one of the band members talking. It sounded like they were having trouble, so I kind of got up and walked out, and I looked around the corner down through the living room to where the, the bathroom was. Are you okay? And he was just standing outside the bathroom door, which looked like it was open, but I couldn't tell. And I said, are you all right? And he said, I can't get in the bathroom. The door was wide open, and I said, what do you mean? You can't get in, the bathroom? Why can't you get in the bathroom? I said, Why can't you get in the bathroom? He said, You try and get in there. He said, There's something really weird in that doorway. I started walking and I, and I felt this cold front right in the door jam, and I thought maybe you know the door jam is leaking and it's just the cold coming in from outside, but but it wasn't cold there at all. It was hot and it was humid and this was not that. So he said, I don't know. Is it a ghost or what is? It? I said, oh, Please and I walked through into the bathroom and it just felt like uh, cold pressure it just stayed there like an energy just walking through it and And then but very distinctly the other side of it normal temperature and then I realized I was going to have to turn around and walk back out so I pushed through and I, I didn't feel that coldness anywhere else in the house. The only thing I felt after that, we heard these sounds up in the attic room. One of the band members was supposed to sleep up there. It sounded like the bed was actually moving or kind of scraping around on the wooden floor. We wondered what in the world he was doing up there, and eventually it stopped. They came down in the morning, and he was on the couch. And they they said, why you, you know, why'd you come down? What was all that racket you were making last night? He said, I didn't even go up to my room. I fell asleep here. I've been here all night. They came down in the morning, and he was on the couch. And they, so they said, why did you, you, know, you come down? And what was all that racket you were making last night? And He said, I didn't even go up to my room. I fell asleep here. I've been here all night. They said, well, somebody was in your room. So they started asking, who, who slept in this room? They went up there and the bed was perfectly made and there was nothing, no sign of anybody having slept there. And we were trying to make jokes about it so that <laughs> they wouldn't be scared. They were definitely kind of like, how many more days are we going to stay here? <laughs> the next day I was just kind of talking to my boyfriend when I went back in the other room. And eventually she just laid down when bang, bang, and this sound crashing, just woke me up with such a start. What's going on? And my heart started racing, and I jumped up, and he jumped up, and one of the other band members jumped up. We all kind of ran into the kitchen where the sound was coming from, and the cans from the Hoosier cupboard were were flying out of that onto the floor. you know, crashing down. I mean, it was just startling. It wasn't like an earthquake where they go jiggling out. No. it They were flying out as if someone had put their hand in there and just two, three at a time, cans crashing down to the ground and rolling across this wooden floor. And we were all frozen. We just stood there. A while. And we kind of backed out. There was talk of, maybe we should get out of this house and then it was like well where would we go you know we're in the middle of the countryside we have no idea where we are we have no car and then eventually we said this ridiculous we got to go back to bed it's over whatever happened, it's over and the next day we got up and they had people from the town who had volunteered to drive us and be our escorts to and from the the concert so we were picking the brain of this person that was our uh, particular escort and saying, well, tell us about the history of this place and who used to live here and who built it. We were snooping around wanting to know if anybody was familiar with these kinds of happenings. He starts into this story about the people who had built that home originally. Back then, uh, which would have been somewhere in the 1800s, they had a daughter. The family had a daughter that had some sort of mental illness. days it was uh, something that for whatever reason and in the culture then people would hide their children if they weren't so-called normal and uh, so they used to keep their daughter when they had company they would take their daughter up into that attic room and keep her up there while they had company so that nobody would be exposed to her said that she would fuss and she would make noise and and sometimes she would jiggle the bed and anything just to get attention she did not like being locked away like that and he proceeded to tell us that it's not uncommon for her to make herself known to people who are staying in that house having heard her life and the way she lived and One can only imagine the loneliness and, of course, the wanting to be seen, heard. The demonstration was clearly to say, you're in my house and uh, acknowledge me. This is Jenny Ashford, the author of House of Fire and Whispers, Investigating the Seattle Demon House, and you're listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast with Aaron Hunter.
1: Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, it's Monday and it is March 6th, 2023, episode 293. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, that's right, always glad to be back in the hot seat. And as I mentioned in previous episodes, it's going way too smooth. Yeah, something, I'm just waiting for the zombie apocalypse to happen or something. I mean, something's going to have to hit the fan. And uh, it always happens that way. Nice, smooth, and then all of a sudden you wake up and it's chaos. (laughs) So I'll take it though. And there's not that much to announce. Uh, you know, tomorrow's Tuesday, a new show of Aaron's Heart Show will be out. And also this Wednesday, a new show of Terry's Mysterious Moments with Terry from Texas will be out. And also for you new people, if you don't have the RPA app, go to your app store now and do a search for Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast, and download it for free. Fully functional, audio and video. Stream anytime, anywhere. Or just go to realparanormalactivity.com. Also, you can sign up for premium membership through the app as well you don't have to go to the website to sign up and again that's three dollars and nine nine cents a month cancel anytime and also for you new people if you have an experience you'd like to share just send it to aaron aaron at realparanormalactivity.com and i'll read it off on a future episode and with that that's it let's get the show on the road you guys know what that means oh man yeah come on say it with me say it with me Two the story then, follow me right this way no pushing, no shoving. we still have the fires going, nice and toasty in here grab a beanbag over there in the corner, find an empty spot on the floor, and while you guys are doing that get behind my desk here, oh yeah man, and I'm off Britt's packet, thank you Britt, and what stories have she picked out for us today okay we got a, a short one a medium one, and a long one alright let me take a sip of my green tea real quick, with the whistle. Mm-hmm. Oh man! So good when it hits the lips. Alright, the first one. This one is by Dirt, and it's titled, My Doppelganger. Okay, Dirt. Let's see what you got, man. So, something has been happening lately that, at first, I didn't put much thought into. But now, it's starting to get strange. First off, I'm a complete idiot when it comes to paranormal knowledge. But my mom has been seeing my doppelganger. So I do not know what a doppelganger is and I do not know if it is related to some kind of entity or possible thought form of sorts that stalked my life. Who knows? So any help I could get from this would be great. I have a stressful life and have tons of anxiety and symptoms of depression. I state this because some people have pointed out that having negative feelings, emotions can make a person vulnerable to things on the other side. A few weeks ago or so, my mom woke up in the middle of the night and saw me walk past her into the bedroom holding my laptop. There was no mistake. She saw my exact face and Apple laptop. I didn't say a word to her. When she went to check on me, I was asleep. In the morning, she told me about it, and she said it scared her. Just today, she heard and saw me again go into the bedroom. When she came out, I was sitting in the living room, and she asked me if I went in there just now, and I said no. What the hell is happening? Now, I'm extremely sensitive to any spirits entities that have existed in our apartments and in the Victorian houses and museums I've been to. So, what is happening? Is there a ghost taking all my form? Is it some sort of thought form that I'm projecting? Uh, thank you, RPA. And man, that's from Dirt Dirt. Thank you very much for sharing. Loved it. Yeah, you know, one thing about doppelgangers, I don't know too much about it. I'm no expert in anything supernatural. I just uh, done some research and I keep on reading your guys' experiences. And just trying to put things together, and that's what RPA is all about. And to you listeners, maybe you're gaining some knowledge too. But yeah, the the word doppelganger was developed by the Germans, and I don't know when, centuries ago. And so, yeah, this isn't really unique, but it's, uh, it's pretty rare. And so, when a word is developed for something that is happening, like a doppelganger... You know, it's, yeah, you know, it's been happening quite a bit. So they had to make a, a term for it. And, yeah, you know, there's people that report that um, they may have seen their friend down the sidewalk or something like that. They wave to him, say, hey, what's going on? And their friend ignores him or what they thought is their friend. And their friend just keeps on walking down the street. And then they yell back something like, oh, okay, I'll see you later. And then they talk and, you know, the friend says, no, I have a cold. I've been inside all day things like that and the person and the person that saw them swears it was them it looked exactly like them and that's how these stories always happen they they're just confused and they go i know i saw you and uh and the person when they contact them in the future they just say no i wasn't anywhere in the mall or i wasn't anywhere outside in the woods whatever it might be yeah it's pretty interesting i don't know if it's a thought projection or something in the fabric of the universe that's causing this? I don't know. No one really knows. So, but, you know, thank you very much for sharing. And yeah, it's creepy, isn't it? <laughs> you might want to, you know, talk to, uh I don't know if you're religious or not, talk to somebody. They might have an answer. Who knows? Yeah, thanks again, Dirt. Great story. Yeah, that would kind of spook me, or probably would spook the person that saw, you know, what they thought was a friend or loved one. But, um, yeah, and the, uh, the person that says, no, I was nowhere there, they're confused, too. Everyone's confused. They don't know what's going on. Yeah. All right, what's next? What do we got? This is by Thor, and it's titled Cousins Doppelganger. Oh, jeez. looks like uh, Britt has a little uh, theme going on here. Okay, Thor, let's see what you got, man. Some years ago, when I was roughly 9 or 10 years old, I'm 28 now, My family and I were visiting relatives for Thanksgiving at their home about two hours from where we lived. We had been to their house many times in the past, and I never had any sort of paranormal experiences before. There were quite a few relatives staying at their house that weekend, so my cousin, who is two years older than me, and myself were staying in an extra bedroom in the basement that had a couple beds in it. We went to sleep, and I woke up at some time in the middle of the night for no reason at all. I sat up and was looking around the room and I noticed a small amount of green light coming into the bedroom from under the closet door across the room. I hadn't noticed any light there before when we were going to bed, but it didn't really concern me much at the time. I rolled back over and tried to go back to sleep. After a few minutes of trying to fall asleep, I suddenly got a feeling that someone was watching me or that someone was standing close by. I rolled onto my back and opened my eyes and saw a figure standing over me. At first, I just saw a shape. But as my eyes adjusted to the darkness, I realized it looked exactly like my cousin. It sort of annoyed me, so I asked him what he wanted. But he didn't say anything or even move. Just continued to stand there and stare at me with a blank expression. At that point, I got very angry and yelled at him. What? What? do you want?" and attempted to push him away from me, but my hands passed straight through him. At the same time, I heard my cousin grunt and move in his bed across the room, so I looked over and saw him still in bed. I looked back to where the figure was standing, and it was gone. Some people say they can feel the presence and feel like the spirit is sad, angry, etc. But I didn't feel any of that. The only thing I felt was terror. I honestly don't know if it wanted to hurt me or anything like that. Needless to say, I didn't get much sleep the rest of the night. When morning came, I told my cousin about it, and he said he had seen and heard strange things in the house before, but nothing like that. I told my aunt and uncle about what I saw the next morning, and they didn't really say anything, they just basically shrugged it off. But. What was strange is they didn't say that I was imagining things or anything either. They just changed the subject and pretended I didn't say anything. About a year later, my aunt and uncle moved to a different town, and that house was demolished. In the years since then, my cousin has told me about many paranormal encounters he has had, and it makes me wonder if there is some kind of spirit that is attached to him. Thank you. And man, it's from Thor. Thor, great story, loved it. Yeah, um, I really love the uh, just the uh, the expression from your aunt and uncle. Normally, what I keep on reading is they say, ah, oh, you're just imagining things, like you're talking to your parents or you're telling your parents or because or somebody, right? And they say, ah, oh, you're half asleep, you know, you're imagining things so on and so forth but they didn't say anything like you said they just shrugged it off changed the subject <laughs> it kinda makes you wonder what they're seeing too in that house and yeah your uh, attachments I, I hate attachments I hate the concept of attachments uh, and for you new guys who don't know what attachment is uh, you could be you know normal life whatever you don't believe in the paranormal or supernatural but then you go to someone's house or something You know, they might have moved into a new house, and you're coming for a housewarming party, but then you go back home, and all of a sudden, a week or so goes by, and all of a sudden, your house comes alive. Like, you know, doors are slamming, little things like that that you can't explain, which before, you never experienced. You might have been living at your house for a number of years. It's, you know, nothing like that. And that's what's called an attachment. Something follows you home for whatever reason. It might like you. You might have did something at that that place you went to visit, and I'm surprised the uh, investigators that go out there, you know, to supposedly haunted locations, they don't come home with something, you know, following back home. But, hey, who knows? Yeah, Thor, thank you very much for sharing. Loved it. Okay, let's see what's next. This one is by Snowboarder, and it's titled Cabin and Pigeon Forge. Okay, Snowboarder, see what you got, man. To be quite honest, I had kind of forgotten about this experience, or maybe blocked it from my memory because it was such an active haunting. The experience was so active, I actually researched it as soon as I got home from the vacation that happened 15 years ago and happened to come into contact with a lady who had strikingly similar experiences in another cabin that was part of the same resort. On to my story. Uh, Forgive me if I've forgotten parts of it time erodes everything. So, the wife, now my ex-wife, and I hadn't been married too long, and we didn't have kids or any real responsibilities at the time, so mid-week, we decided to rent a cabin at a place on a mountain just above Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. We were given a very nice new cabin, with a large window looking off into forever in the living room that doubled as the bedroom, typical two to three room vacation cabin, built on the resort for just that, vacations. The living room slash bedroom was just one wide open room. It also included the kitchen, dining area, and a sofa with a large fireplace, TV and large windows everywhere. There was a door to the porch that had the hot tub and then another room in the whole house that contained the bathroom. ...which was simply a door right off the main big room. The ex-wife was a heavy sleeper. Just to put her heavy sleeping in perspective... ...I literally cranked a chainsaw and sawed down a tree outside her bedroom window... ...at home early one morning and she didn't wake up. Anyway, the activity started the first night we were there. We stayed four nights and though time has erased the specifics of what happened on what day... I still remember what happened. I'm a very light sleeper and sometimes have a hard time sleeping. The first thing that started was the footsteps. All around me, all around the room. It would move from the kitchen to the sitting area in front of me, then to the porch, then back to the kitchen. At first I thought it was raccoons, maybe on the roof or something causing maybe sound to carry and sound like it was walking on the floors inside, but I was soon to be proven wrong. I woke up to the toilet flushing itself. I woke up to the bathroom light being on and watched and hearing the light switch click off, thinking the wife was in the bathroom and coming back to bed, only to realize that she was already right beside me. Sometimes the bed would bump, like someone walking by it and ran into it, I also caught a glimpse of an apparition in the dark. It did not glow or float around, but appeared to be a solid human simply walking around in the dark. I could see it was a man, maybe six feet tall, average height, average build. No shirt, but blue jeans on, maybe sandy to dark blonde hair. I only saw for a second or two. I refocused my eyes and sat up and it disappeared. I figured out that when I had the TV and the lights on in the kitchen, nothing would happen. Or at least I couldn't hear it. So by the evening of day three, I was sleeping with the lights on and the TV on all night long. When the wife, who slept through all of this, asked why I was having to sleep with the tube on, I told her that I thought I saw raccoons outside and that it would keep them away, never mentioning it wasn't raccoons I was trying to scare away. Anyway, we got back home and I immediately started researching if anyone else had ever had a problem or haunting like that before. And did make contact with a woman about 50 miles away from me who had a strikingly similar episode with her husband at the same resort but a different cabin. These are all new cabins, or they were then. They are all 15 years older now, much like myself, but at the time, this was a fairly new resort, maybe open a year or two. I pondered many circumstances over the years that may have led to that haunting, or whatever it is. Most likely, it's some kind of land history, or some conscious residual entity that may not like people on its land or something like that. To this day, all I know is my story and the striking similarity and experience the other lady had who also stayed there. I have often thought about going back just to see if it's still there. And that's from Snowboarder. Oh man, Snowboarder. I love this story. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, Yeah, I like it. I always like it when other people see things, or in this case uh you know you got in contact with somebody else, but stayed in a different cabin but the same location and had some you know similar experiences like you did, yeah, pretty cool stuff, and yeah, you know I've heard of this before uh people were building you know a new home or a new subdivision uh is being built, and then all of a sudden you know uh they move in all of a sudden, this weird stuff is happening. You know, thank Poltergeist, the original Poltergeist movie, what, 1980? Yeah, what was it? It was built on uh, a bunch of graves. <laughs> and all they did was move the gravestone, gravestones, and they just left the bodies there. Yeah, pretty neat. Yeah, man, great story. Thank you again. And, well, that's it, guys. That's all the stories I have for you today. And as always, we are flattered that you come and visit the RPA Network, and hopefully you're finding... You know, some enjoyment in what we do. So, yeah, tomorrow, Tuesday, new episode of Aaron's Horror Show. Wednesday, a new episode of Terry's Mysterious Moments. And, of course, Friday is double feature night with two new entertaining short films. And with that, I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself and Britton Household made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And, man, we love you guys. Oh, yeah, we do. As always, thank you and... Good night.